What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mission Driven Made podcast. This is your host, Jacob Straub, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Debrief. If you're new today, first of all, we're really excited that you're here. And what we do here at Mission Driven Made is equip and empower you to have a high-achieving and mission-driven life. Now, if you've never heard that term before about being mission-driven, what it means is taking imperfect but relentless action toward your goals and toward your life every single day. Now, before we start on today's topic, I just wanted to take a second to really emphasize the imperfect part of that equation. This is especially for those of you out there that just feel stuck. You have some goal in mind, whether that's in life, business, sport, weight loss, whatever it is, and you just feel stuck. As I look back on my life and think about a lot of the goals that maybe I didn't accomplish or they just took me really long to get there, most of the time it was because I was so concerned about taking perfect action or having the perfect plan before moving forward that I literally didn't do anything at all. So if you're stuck and want to get a little bit closer to your goals, let's remember to take imperfect but relentless action. Let's do so consistently. Let's do it every day, and we're going to get a little bit closer to whatever it is our goal is. And for today's episode, it's essentially going to be an extension of last Friday's episode. And if you didn't get a chance to check that out yet, last Friday, we talked about building an unbeatable mind. So after you listen to today's and then check out last week's episode, you're going to really see how both of these go hand in hand. And how I wanted to kick off today, I'm going to read the first paragraph from the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And for those of you who don't know who David Goggins is, he is most known for being a retired Navy SEAL and also becoming an elite ultra marathon runner. But the part of the book that impressed me the most actually wasn't about his time in the military or his time as an athlete. It was actually about his childhood. And if you've read the book before, uh, you already know he had a horrendous childhood. I mean, horrendous. And in the book, that is the part that impacted me the most, going through everything that he did and explaining to everyone his thoughts, his feelings, his emotions, and everything that was going on during that time. And even with that, he still was able to overcome all of those challenges, all of that adversity, and then eventually become the successful person that he is today. So that's what I appreciated most. So at chapter one, do you know who you really are and what you are really capable of? I'm sure you think so, but just because you believe something doesn't make it true. Denial is the ultimate comfort zone. Don't worry. You are not alone. In every town, in every country, all over the world, millions roam the streets, dead-eyed as zombies, addicted to comfort, embracing a victim's mentality, and unaware of their true potential. I know this because I meet and hear from them all the time. And because, just like you, I used to be one of them. Ooh, What a way to kick off a book. <laughs> and uh, I remember after reading this and then really after finishing the whole book, I think it was a couple months ago now, 
there was a few things that I initially thought. The first thing that I thought, and I guess you can say like a takeaway for me with the book was, everything starts with your mindset. And I'm starting to every day realize how true that statement really is, how everything truly starts with your mindset. And the second takeaway for me, so after reading that first paragraph, I started thinking about the situation that I encountered years ago in the fire department. So I was in the fire academy, and from day one, there was an instructor that did not like me, uh, to say the least. And so from day one, uh, I had a target on my back. And when that happens, uh, the issue is um, that certain instructor, if that happens to you, those instructors that don't like you, they're going to be pretty relentless toward you and and not in a good way. (laughs) So day one, uh, this instructor, who's a, he's a fire captain, uh, did not like me. And it was just me and him. And he asked me to perform a search and rescue, which is a completely normal thing that we do in the fire department and that we train thousands of times to be able to do. The only thing that was weird was he asked me to perform the search and rescue until I completely ran out of air. Now, that was really strange because in the field, you would never do a search and rescue in a burning building trying to find someone until you ran out of air and then obviously possibly die in a toxic environment. We were in a training situation, so my life wasn't in danger or anything like that. But regardless, I thought that was very strange that he told me to do a search and rescue until I ran out of air. Anyways, so I said, yes, sir. And then I continued on with his order and performed a search and rescue until my air ran out. Afterward, um, you know, I was pretty excited because I felt like I did really well. He told me that he was going to immediately write me up because I performed an unsafe task and ran out of air while I was doing a search and rescue. I remember a few things that were going on in my head. I was standing there thinking I was going to fail to the fire academy. That was the first thing I was thinking. Him writing me up for something like that could cause me to fail out of the academy. So that was my first thought. My my second was was anger. Like, why, why would you do this? I was thinking, I... I told him, I was like, sir, you, you told me to go until I ran out of air. And he started laughing in a kind of a, I guess you could say demeaning type of way and said, no, Straub, I would never do that. Why would I tell you to do something unsafe like that? So he did that. He proceeded to write me up and then turn it into the head instructors in the academy. So there's two times in the academy I thought I was going to fail. And that was one of them. So what I should have done, especially looking back, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But looking back, from that moment forward, I should have used him as fuel. And every time I would have seen him for the rest of the academy, I should have gone so above and beyond to perform at my highest level that he couldn't even have a reason to lie anymore like that or to maybe one day even like me. But unfortunately, my mindset was not right, and that is not what I did at all. So I thought I was going to fail. I thought that was going to be it for me. And what ended up happening was every time that I was around him, I would feel this 
bit of anxiety and anger and, well, kind of <laughs> a poor me type of feeling. Like, what can I do anyway? He's going he's gonna to get me failed out anyway. Luckily, he wasn't successful getting me failed out uh, after that, but I was positive he was going to try to do this in the future. So I continued on, and luckily I was successful with everything, but I almost lost my career, lost my job. I know I've shared the story, at least pieces of it with you guys a few times, but I almost lost everything because I let his words hurt me to that degree. So after completing the fire academy, after working out in operations and, you know, really spending almost uh, 10 years total in, in that field. Unfortunately, I, I guess I was stubborn. It took me, you know, too long to realize this. But after all that, I started looking back, realizing I am never going to let someone else's words hurt me like that again. And when I say hurt, I don't mean hurt like, you know, he's going to make me cry or something like that, but hurt as in his words are going to be an excuse I make to have poor performance and to not succeed in the way that I know I can to hurt me to where he says something and I don't perform to the best of my abilities. So moving forward, how do we adopt this can't hurt me type of mentality? So last week, we talked about one of the most important things being the perception shift from victim mindset to solutions-oriented mindset. So that's number one. But what do we do next when we run into people like the one I described just a couple minutes ago? What do we do? So you have to know that whatever you are doing, whatever goal it is, whatever it is you are trying to accomplish, that certain something is more important, is more valuable than some idiot that comes along and tries to take that away from you. We have to be so convicted by whatever it is that we are trying to do that there is not one single person here on this earth that can hurt you and take you away from whatever it is your ultimate goal is. That's how we do it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Mission Driven Made podcast. And as always, if you did find value in today's show or if it made you just think a little bit more about the topic, if you could subscribe to the show and then scroll down there in the show description and leave us a five-star review. It'll take just a couple seconds, I promise. Also, as you see there in the bottom of the show description, there is a little link that says, Ask Me Anything. So if you would like a question answered in a future podcast episode, or if you would like to request a specific type of podcast guest, you can go ahead and fill that out right there. It'll only take about 30 seconds or so. All right, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope you are moving the needle at least a little bit today and the rest of this week. Love all you guys. And until next time, stay mission driven.